The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Time for our weekly music chat with D-Ready and John Cadell and it's an excited John Cadell who's here in his check shirt and his Stetson looking forward to, at last, Garth Brooks arriving at Crow Park. Ah, but joking aside, isn't it great that the gigs are finally happening? Because all those people who were upset, uh, what was it, eight years ago? Eight years ago. Finally yeah. getting to see their, their idol. I mean, if this was Bob Dylan and it happened, I'd be cock-a-hoop. Cock a hoop, I would be. So I'm, I'm actually thrilled for everyone. I hope uh, everyone is sorted out for accommodation if, if they need it, um, because I know there was trouble with hotel availability yeah. and rooms, to say the least. But um, yeah, I'm delighted. I mean, the country. That's the only thing the country is going to be talking about for the next, certainly from Friday morning right up till next week. It's it's a cultural, a major cultural event. And I'm, tongue is not in cheek at all. I'm, I'm thrilled. It's, it, you know, it's the lift we need. Friday, Saturday and Sunday this weekend, then the following Friday and Saturday again at Croke Park. This is just an example of what Garth Brooks sounds like live. To cause a big scene Just give me an hour and then We'll all be as high as that I remember the last time he was here. I remember it well. It, believe it or not, it's 25 years since he played. But he Is played a couple wow. of he played a couple of nights in Croker in 1997. I remember. Oh, did he play Croker? He did. Because yeah. I remember I actually did see him in the Point. Yeah, well, probably a few years earlier to yeah. that. Well, I was working in uh, the Brian Baru Bar in Fibsborough, which was very close to Croke Park, and it was literally all hands on deck. And all day long in the bar, it was just lovely people, just with, giddy with the excitement of, of seeing Garth Brooks because he, he puts on a show, he makes you smile. Yeah, he, you know, he. Have you been to any of his gigs previously? I never have, but like I, I, I do remember when um, the the what was that album in the nineties? Rope in the Wind. Oh yeah, that was huge. There wasn't there was a, there was never a, 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 the car of a friend's dad that I got into that didn't have that mm. cassette sitting there waiting to be played. And sure, like even that, like I I would still know all the lyrics yeah. of all but, all the tracks. But then they tried to foist Billy Ray Cyrus on us, and the Irish were having none of it. Yeah, but like, we did get Miley Cyrus in the end. We so, did, you know, true. But like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no <laughs> Gareth pretenders. Whatever it is about him, he is like obviously the biggest country music star in the world. Oh yeah. And whatever it is that he has that the others don't that elevated him to this status, uh, must be the everyman touch. You know. But he's a good songwriter. As he is. Well. He is. And a good I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Is you know, you you re, you. It's yes, the type of music might not appeal to everyone, but you 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 can't fault well, it that appeals songwriting. To Four hundred thousand well, exactly. people in this country. Yeah. Are you going to be amongst the four? 400,000? No, but not through any sort of music snobbery protest, just it, it didn't work out. 
Tea? I, I would have gone as well. But like, but again, it is kind of one of those things. Like, I'd say all those 400,000 people really, really want to be there. They don't need me and John no. <laughs> taking up those seats. Tom, Tommy says, in essence, John is right. Good luck to all going. But he says it's also a damning indictment on us as a nation culturally that one in 10 no. or 12 of us is going to see that muck. Why? No. But like, the, you... Look, sorry, not to be rude, Dexter, but you might think it's muck, but other people really enjoy know, it. No, there is such a thing as muck music. No, no. God but, knows but, you give out about enough but of this, But this isn't that. You can, like, I think a lot of people unfairly malign just anything that has the country twang to it. But don't worry about it. Don't, it's like, don't worry about the music to the texture. It's, it's how it's going to make that many people in the country feel. Yeah. And, you know, this could be the thing that they've been looking forward to all year and absolutely good luck to them. I know he's, he's broadly saying that I'm correct, but it, it's not really about the music. It's more about the entire And event. it sounds like they're putting on a whopper show. Like, they've actually built a special mm. stage for it. Um, that's not going to be used on the rest of the tour. So, you know. Yeah. He's, okay. He's not half-assing it. Certainly isn't. Well, I suppose there's enough money been brought in for the tickets and everything if he's getting five nights out of it. Okay. Well, he did say he'd do it for free. Yeah, but if he's he could. Not <laughs> Come on, like, you know. But the, no, tickets, I know. the tickets were reasonable enough, weren't they? I mean, they like, were 80 euro. Yeah, con- considering the way ticket prices are going these days, and, you know, we've seen that there are a limited number of Harry Styles tickets left, which mm-hmm. are the premium, which are 250 quid. You know, 80 quid a ticket's not that bad in 2022 if you have L- the Listener money. says, I worked in Bloom's Hotel the first time Garth came to Dublin. The atmosphere is pure electric. Guests were sliding down the baluster with their Stetsons and check shirts, men and women. Greatest performance I've ever seen. Brilliant. Okay. Garth Brooks, apart from that song, what else? Is he a country and western one hit wonder? No, he, no. He, didn't he do a version of Shameless by Billy Joel and he, he, made, right. he made it his own, as they say in the X Factor. Tomorrow Never Comes. Tomorrow, that tomorrow was Never another Comes. Gun. The Dance. Standing Outside the Fire. Yeah. I always remember that one because when I was a kid, I used to sing along to it in the car, but I thought it was Standing Outside the Barn, which in the context of country music made sense to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. No, How does barn sound like barn. fire? I don't know. That's just what I was singing. <laughs> Listen, I was only about seven, Matt. That's perfectly okay. understandable, T. Listen, let's get to a more serious topic. And last week we had a discussion about Arcade Fire in advance of the concerts in the Three Arena last Tuesday and Wednesday night after the serious allegations made of sexual misconduct made against Wynne Butler. Then there was a very interesting development after the two concerts because Feist, uh, the Canadian singer-songwriter who had been the starting act mm-hmm. withdrew from the rest of the tour. Tell us about this, Dee. Yeah, that's right. And like, God, you're hard to go out to her. So she, she, her statement actually said, at a pub in Dublin, after rehearsing with my band, I read the same headline you did. So she obviously wasn't given any forewarning of what was coming down the line. Um, so she said, we didn't have any time to prepare for what was coming, let alone a chance to decide not to fly across the ocean into the belly of this situation. Uh, this has been incredibly difficult for me and I can only imagine how much more difficult it's been for the people who came forward more than anything I wish healing to those involved. So I think absolutely fair play to her. A very, very well and carefully worded statement. Um, It's, you know, it's undoubtedly crap and it's the same for a lot of the people that work with Wynne Butler or other people that, you know, get themselves in that situation. That they, you know, there's people who are 
part of the fallout that don't deserve to be and certainly did no- nothing wrong. And I think she's made the right decision, you know, to step back from it until he has either cleared his name or not. And I, I, I haven't seen the next steps. Has he, like, has he been charged with anything yet or... Are they no, ju- no that, that would be no because it was just the the pitchfork article so mm. that would need to be to be looked at yeah mm. okay that's uh, there's lots of people sending in and uh, their suggestions as best Garth Brooks songs we have one thunder rolls oh yeah another one unanswered prayers oh I loved that one okay and another one says oh, here's a joke how many Garth Brooks gigs does it take to upset a culture and the answer to that is none <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another one says. Oh, no, I'll leave that one go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, um, I've only seen little clips of it and I want to see more of mm. it. The Taylor Hawkins tribute that oh. took place at the weekend, yeah. uh, Foo Fighters, I think a six-hour special. And the standout for me, oh, have to we admit, know. you know, well, yeah. the listeners might know, Dave Grohl taking the part of the late Neil Peart when Rush played. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got. Mm. Oh, I thought we were going to play. We were going to have no, to no. sit through a clip of Rush. Um, look, there's a lot. To I w- wish I'd thought of that. Now, can I have a teacher? For me, you? the standout part was Queen's Brian May and Roger Taylor, who are canonically absolute heroes mm. um, of of Taylor's. Actually, performing uh, Queen hits, "We Will Rock You," "Under Pressure," and beautifully, "Love of My Life," mm. um, and they remembered Freddie Mercury during that and told the crowd that he would have been happy to share the song in in the drummer's mary, memory, which I think yeah. is just such a beautiful moment. That and Shane Hawkins, you, yeah, um, the um, son, performing as well, son, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he played the the drums for the uh, the penultimate song of the night, which was "My Hero." I mean, like you couldn't oh. but like tear up watching. I mean, the bravery of he's only. 16, the bravery yeah. of him and the year that he's had and, you know, the the song that he was playing the drums on. And the final song of the night, incidentally, was Everlong. I don't know if anybody noticed, I'm sure they did. Uh, there was no drummer for Everlong. So what they ah. had was the, the last drummer on the stage was Taylor Hawkins' son. That's beautiful. And no drummer on Everlong. We, we just have a clip we're going to play and this actually is when Dave Grohl got emotional during the Foo Fighters' performance of Times Like These. First time in 25 years, Dave Grohl's fronting the Foo Fighters without Taylor Hawkins behind him. 
Mm. Um, and it, it must have been cathartic for him. Uh, it reminds me of the first Slane concert in 2001, the day before Bono had buried his dad. Yeah. And he just left everything out there on the stage. Apparently, I wasn't at it, but apparently it was like a semi-religious. He was just raw. Wow. And you can imagine Dave Grohl. But what I think is so say. beautiful about that, and you can hear it, like when he's starting to, to lose himself to the emotion, the crowd mm. starts singing and that kind of lifts him up again. And I think that is just such a beautiful way to celebrate his friend's memory and to allow the fans but to be part of that as well, which is really lineup. gorgeous. What well, a lineup! Paul McCartney, yeah. Chrissy Hines, Nile Rogers, Brian Johnson from ACDC, Liam Gallagher, the surviving members of Rush, um, everybody who meant something to Taylor Hawkins, it seems, made the effort to be there. And in the, the US concert, because this is the second one in the US later on this month, the lineup is somewhat different. So there are some people who will be there that were at Wembley and others who are making the trip to And the to variety of genres that all these musicians yeah. come from as well, I think yeah. really speaks to, to Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. There's a listener here who says, I was at Wembley on Saturday. Oh. It was unreal. Oh, wow. I cried, I danced oh. and I sang my wee heart out. It yeah. was amazing. Uh, just in relation to Arcade Fire, as a result of this arcade fire scandal, are we going to have to cancel the Stones and Led Zeppelin, etc.? Because I can guarantee you 60s and 70s bands did an awful lot worse than what's alleged. Now, funnily enough, listener, I actually addressed that in a piece that I wrote for the Business Post last Sunday, in particularly in relation to allegations that would have been made in the 1970s about Led Zeppelin. And mm. yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Do you separate the artist from the art and from the songs and all the rest of it? Well, that's the, the 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 question that we asked last week. Is yep. it is it possible to do that? Um, you know, if it makes you uncomfortable, don't listen to them. I do think as well, like you know, you the conversation around consent and what actually is consent has moved on a lot since the sixties and seventies, and you know whether or not you judge people by today's standards is one thing, but this this is a contemporary situation that that occurred. Okay, let's get your picks of the week in case we run out of time in them. What are you giving to us there, please, John? Well, I'm going for uh, the new single from the 1975. Now, when they started out, they were another one of those run-of-the-mill indie landfill bands from 2011. But they have a a fabulous front man who's not afraid to speak his mind in Matty Healy. And they've sort of grown over the last couple of albums to become something, a band whose stuff I'm always interested in and I'm always looking forward to hearing what they're going to do next. Uh, We're taking the song which is called I'm In Love With You and it's from the forthcoming album out next month. It's called, um, it is called... Oh, yes. being, being funny, funny in a foreign, foreign language. language sorry a bit of a brain fart there yeah being funny in a foreign language out next month this is I'm in love with you Reminds me of one of those bands from the eighties, like Wang Chung or Mister Mister or something. This, you know, they're not setting the world on fire with the, the Sonics, but I think it's just a nice, a nice song. 
Go back to your reissues, John, will you? <laughs> Dee, what's your pick of the week, please? Not that a reissue. Win. Not a reissue. So mine is um, uh, the debut solo album, actually, uh, called Louie from Kenny Beats. Now, Kenny Beats is a really, really well-known producer who's worked prolifically with some of the biggest names in music. Uh, and he'd always said he wouldn't do a solo album. But this was inspired by uh, learning that his dad had pancreatic cancer. And he originally created the album more as a sort of of, um, you know, get well soon note just to share with him. And it, it's kind of inspired by these mixtapes that his dad used to make um, back in the 90s where he was a budding kind of, or he would love to have been a radio DJ and he would put all these compilations together. So it's very much informed by those, but it's it's a really, really lovely album taken all together. And this is a track called Hold My Head. Not a great week for new music, is it? Matt! <laughs> Sorry. God! That's from a man who was down That's, in the I mean, this is somebody's love <laughs> note to their D, sick D. father, Matt. See, this lad was. Good God. This lad was at Electric Picnic at the speechy stage. You didn't even see any music. I did. You did? What did you see? I'm not, I'm not admitting what know. I was trying to see. <laughs> oh, I know what I was at. You passed by a tent and heard music and that's I didn't you've seen know, about. far from it actually, but I'm not getting into all of that. <laughs> Thank you very much, John Cadell and T-Ready for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.